Welcome to episode 10, Redux part 2, Rambo First Blood of Elite Banter. Welcome to the Elite Banter universe. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined by Matt. Matt, how are you? Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Uh, ben, how are you? Who's joining us again? Mauritius. Uh, hi, guys. Good. Uh, the reason I went for that very elongated title, uh, People in the Elite Banter Universe or the Elite Universe, whichever you choose, is last week we recorded an episode, actually this week, and with my computer on the Fritz Matthew over here, he his job was to record and edit it, and there turned out to be a technical glitch. I don't need to go into the details, but needless to say, the only voice Matt could hear in his recording was his own. It must have been quite the experience, Matt, just hearing yourself all the time. Yeah, half the time I didn't even know who I was laughing at. Unfortunately, um, the fourth man and the four musketeers, Alex, he, I think he had family time or work events. Yeah. His priorities. Yeah, but I, I don't understand because Alex only has a cat, a cat and a wife. That's all he has. So I'm presuming family time was with the cat. I have a cat and a wife too, but you know, I, I plan, I compromise, I, I do what has ooh, to be done. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> What? <laughs> I, 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 well, I, I do what needs to be done to be here. Ben, I don't know about you. Are you married, Ben? I actually haven't bothered asking you. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, we I all... got married this year. Oh, oh, last year, actually. No, it's 2000, October. So oh, I'm nice. Newly married. Nice. I was newly married in, in September. And Matt, you will be married one day. One day. Yeah, one day. Yeah. One day. Let's run on that assumption for now. Yeah, we shall. We shall. Without any further ado, what happened in the previous episode, and as we alluded to in the episodes before that, was we'll be doing previews of all the Super Rugby franchises leading up to 2018 Super 50. And there is no Super 18, as we've all been told repeatedly by Annie Marinos and the suits. Excuse me, that was the, uh, the Castle Light. If you want to sponsor us, you can. Castle Light, very nice beer. Um, at, no. <laughs> at Sanzar. Uh, the, the teams we actually did speak about um, in the fail episode were the Bulls, Brambies, and Blues. But just... And we will, we will get back to them. We will do it again. Uh, likely, uh, for our next recording, we might get a double bill this week. But this week, uh, we're deciding to do uh, four others that we allocated in the non-episode. And Alex was assigned the Crusaders, so unfortunately, he isn't here, as I've said. So we're going to do that. Ben, you got given the Waratahs, if that's right? Yeah. Okay, and Matt, you've been given the Mighty Reds. Yeah. Yeah, and, you, and I was given the Sharks out of spite because uh, I always moan about them being here in Johannesburg. So, thanks, guys. Um, and hopefully, once you do these four team previews, we'll maybe touch on a little bit of news. But maybe you'll come out in the team preview. So, without further ado, let's start with you, Ben, um, about the Waratahs. It's ins, outs, a couple of star players, and, and you, you reckon their prospects and strengths and weaknesses for the season. Yeah, sure. Um, just from the outset, I want to say I, I intensely dislike the Waratahs. I think... I don't know. I just I've never I've never smoked them, hey. Uh-huh. So obviously take this take this with a pinch of salt. Okay. So, so not a fan uh, of the baby blue. No, not a fan. I, I I was trying to start a campaign to call the cheetahs the tars to take that away from them, like the cheetahs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I've yeah. done it too. I've tried to abbreviate them to that too, because yeah, the other way around, the cheats just sounds a bit mean. Yeah, and they're, they're not cheats, in all fairness. Well, Cheetos, maybe not. Exactly. Cheetos. You know, maybe, maybe they had to oust them out of Super Rugby because it was just uh, just steroids left, right, and center. That could you explain Oxen, Oxen Chairs run this weekend. Oh, that was poison, eh? Yo, no, that was disgusting. 
I love it. Okay, uh, so anyway, uh, Waratahs, um, they generally, they took in a few more players than they lost this year. Um, significant, nothing in the front row. Uh, or they took in um, oh, no one too exciting, just kind of from the provincial sides. Then significantly, they lost their starting lock pairing, uh, Dean Mom and Will Skelton. I think Skelton's going to be a big loss because he was a real prospect. So he's gone to Saracen and Dean Mom's retired. Hmm. So, so yeah, I, I really I thought Skelton, um, like he gives, he's a he's a dynamic lock. He's a bit like maybe, maybe it's uh, I would flat him. He's a poor man's Courtney Laws. Say something like that. Eh? He's a big guy gets around the park, does some damage. He's, mm. Then they lost uh, Matt Lucas, the scrum half, to the Brumbies, eh. and then they lost uh, Rob Horn to Northampton Saints. That's and they seem to have. Yeah, it's a big loss. Yeah, because uh, yeah, when, I, when I was trying to figure out their team earlier, I don't really know how they're going to work around without him. Yeah. And then uh, Reese Robinson, they lost him. Uh, they seem to have almost released him back to the Sydney Roosters, and which was quite strange because he was quite a prospect. But then they got Curtis Rona from the Force, who's a good player. So yeah. maybe that's thank you on that. But I would have I would have kept Reese Robinson in the extended squad, well in the squad at least, but. Each to their own, I guess. Mm. Then, then in terms of uh, players, players gained uh, in the locks. They got Rob Simmons from the Reds, which I think is a good signing, and Tom Stanieforth from the Brumbies. Not as good a signing as Rob Simmons, but mm. still decent cover there. Um, then um, the we can't refer to it because the episode wasn't recorded, Matt. But another, another half of it another, was recorded. <laughs> well, actually, no, twenty-five percent of it was recorded. Approximately. Oh. Another another prodigal son, Prince, that was promised returning to Australian rugby, Kurtley Beale. Mm. So yes, yeah, that, yes. that's exciting. He's an exciting player. It's good to have him back in Super Rugby, and I think he's. I think the Warrant, obviously, I think any team in the world would be grateful to have him. Mm. Yeah. So that's the that's the ins and outs. So I would say they've definitely gained in the backs, but I would say potentially they've lost a bit in the forwards. Losing your starting, your kind of the powerhouse there, Dean Mom and Will Skelton. Like I don't, like I think that might weaken their pack a bit. But obviously having Beal, Beal. If you think about the trade Beal for Rob Horn, I would rather have Beal than Rob Horn. But yes, yeah, and then Curtis Rowan. Yeah. Yeah, Bill. Bill blows hot and cold, but I think the UK oh, sort of stabilised him a bit. Oh, he's world class. I'm sorry. You're no, sorry. look, when he yeah, when he when he when he's on fire, he's on fire and he's mm. unstoppable. But uh, he's had some <laughs> shockers of games as well. Always. So he's never been the most consistent, but I've always still rated him. So yeah, but maybe it is because he's inconsistent. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he he is a bit of like the, the gods flip a coin every time he catches the ball. Huh? Yeah, you never know what Beal's going to be playing. Yeah, but but he's. Do you know what? And he 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 covers a lot of positions as well. He can play. He can play twelve to well eleven almost. He can play eleven to fifteen. But yeah, he can play ten to fifteen actually. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say he can pretty much play from ten to fifteen. Yeah, so he's a he's a useful he's a useful player to have in the squad. So le- leading up to that, I would say their their star players. I'll say three players which would debatably make a world 15. Uh, Beal, obviously, uh, then Falau, and then obviously uh, their captain, uh, uh, Michael Hooper. 
Is he actually the, the Waratahs captain? Yes. Was he just... Yes, he was the one last season. Yes, I'm he sure. was. He was, he was skipper last season. So yeah, I assume so we keep him skipper. We, we presume he's going to captain again. So I would say, like Cooper, really good over the ball. Leader, he carries very quick around the field. Um, yeah, he, he's a very he's a very complete player. Hooper, um, Falau's obviously just uh, a complete alien. Like he runs crazy lines. He's very strong. And then Beal, we've already talked about Beal. So yeah, in in terms of that, that's like star quality. They've got star quality. I don't know if their their pack is necessarily strong enough to kind of unleash their their the talent in their backline. And then I also I'm not maybe maybe you guys can can help me on this because I was working on a bit of a starting lineup and I'm not sure how everyone's kind of gonna fit in. Uh, in so, what in what respect? Like what uh... Well okay and positionally basically because I've got okay Phipps at nine. Yeah then, yeah then Foley at 10. Yes. Yeah. Okay, then, then, then wing, Wings, they've got between Rona and Nariavula. Yes. Um, Nariavula, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they've, they've, got cover, they've got cover on the Wings. But then I don't know between Bill and Falau, where where do you think they'll play? Uh, Bill I prefer... I prefer Beal at 12 and yeah. Falau at 15. Yeah, 100%. I don't like this experiment where they try to put Falau at center. I don't think it's worked as well as they'd hoped. Yeah. I yeah. Think... No. I. I. I think Falau needs space. Yeah. He'll yeah. be. Like, he doesn't get it at center at all. Mm. But. Yeah. yeah. But. But then it. But then it does create a who's gonna who's gonna play thirteen for them. Ooh, because. Yeah. There's. Um, well, they got Lalakai, um, Fouquetti from the Bay of Plenty, Alex Newsom from Force. So, so they might fit in. So maybe thirteen might be. Their weakness was Rob Horn, <clears throat> beyond you know being very opportunistic and got a good footballing brain, he was very good in defence. You know, I'm not going to say he's a child free in defence, uh, not defence, defence, but mm-hmm. they're going to lose out on his experience, and that kind of gets shown up. I mean, the Springboks circa 2015 against Japan, having an experienced 13 <laughs> affects your defensive systems. Just to go back to that, you're, there's Andrew Kellaway as well um, Cameron Clark like, I don't I don't quite know about their versatility Killaway I would I would say like I was looking he was playing more kind of 15 last year but you know, th- this is something I actually have written down as a weakness I would mm. say backline because def- uh, Foley's not a great defender yeah yeah he's like he's um, okay yeah. Beal's not a great defender well we're hoping that he got better in England Maybe he's oh, yeah, it is. But traditionally, no. Traditionally, yeah. he's not a good defender, yes. And then, then, then Falau, oh. yeah, but his, his spatial play. I, I think he defends, surprisingly, he defends all right at 15, but at yes. 13, no. Oh. Look, look if, if you've got a man bun, you're not getting past Falau. He'll stop you dead in your tracks. Yeah, I was, I was going to, I had kind of highlighted some of the, let's just say, stupid things Falau did last year. And then there, there was also quite a few things I was I was reading up on. People weren't happy because remember he took a bit of a sabbatical now. He skipped because he apparently is on a far more lucrative contract than almost any other player in Australia. So there seems to be quite a bit of like resentment. Yeah, because he he must ditched that law the law end of year tour and was pretty much. And yeah. then if I remember correctly, there were photos popping up of him at some other event somewhere mm-hmm. else. 
yeah, like horse races and shit. So I haven't heard anything kind of directly, but I don't know how well he sort of fits into the team, the team dynamic there. Because yeah. obviously, because like, Beals, Beals had his problems with that as well. Yeah, but Beals had all kinds of demons. But... Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I think in a way, the one of the Waratahs' weakness might be sort of their their kind of cohesion and two, you know, two men sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they might have a bit of a, a cultural problem, you know, with the. There could be big personalities clashing, and you know, people think they're better than the system. Blah blah blah. So. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if if something ends up coming out. Oh, maybe nothing will come of it, but I wouldn't be surprised to see something in the media about you know players missing curfew or you know drop drop for disciplinary reasons, stuff like that. I never know. The Waratahs are always uh, a, a step or two from imploding. Uh, I know that the rugby-based press is mostly based in Sydney, and there's always some gossip or something like that. To, if things start turning for the worst and interestingly like Daryl Gibson's still in charge I know that he had a bit of a rough patch last year and the microscope will be on him to produce results because with this squad I mean they got rolled over with all respect to the Kings they got rolled over by the Kings and they lost many games compared to what you expect from a squad of this quality Yo, they, 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 they papered with Wallabies they should be yes. they should be a better team yes. and as I said those, those three because last year they had Hooper and Falau, mm. who, who would, as I, as I said, make it into most World 15. So, yeah, yeah, yeah drink, like losing to the Kings is really <laughs> not good enough. They're yeah. kind of fired up. Yeah, I mean, looking at their squad, up front they got Sakopi Kepu, who I, I'd suggest, Matt, he, you being the lover of Charlie Famuina, who's no longer with us, I know we discussed this, he's kind of inheriting the mantle of Charlie Famuina. Uh, he's got skills and and uh, he's got oh, yeah. guys like Paddy Ryan and Tom Robinson. So Fran, they've got Tolalati, Hugh Roach. Uh, but as you said, it at lock. Simmons will be all right, but under him, Simmons will be all right. Tom Stanley and then fourth, I, I, I would I would guess Danny fourth because everyone else like like powers a bit past it. Then there's no one else. No, maybe some, maybe someone's coming through. Maybe there's a, they've got a youngster in the well, wings or something. Yeah, but. they got, they got Nick Palmer from Hawks Bay and then Lapton Swinton, who's been promoted and turning from the New South Wales County, Country Eagles. Pardon me. Then they lose forward, uh, like Jed Holloway, Michael Wells, Michael Hooper, Ned Hanning, and Jack Dempsey. They stacked. They, they, as you've ever really yeah, yeah, scrum half, fly half, backline lacquer, except apart from thirteen. So, very good squad. Where they end up, it's crunch time now. Where do you think they're going to end up in the Australian Conference? I think they will come, provided they... <laughs> but it, it's so... If, if they play to their potential, they'll win Super Rugby, probably. Yeah, Kirtley Beal puts in a 8 out of 10 performance, 8 out of 10 games. I don't know. I, I, I reckon defensively, I think they're going to they're gonna struggle a bit. So I'm gonna say they're gonna come third behind the Rebels and the Brumbies, but they're gonna. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be another. Well, the Australian Conference was quite close last year, mm. but close for the wrong reasons. I think it'll be another another close conference, but I think Australia will produce, will produce better rugby this year. I'm going to say they're gonna finish second, behind. Ooh, 
Rebels. I know that sounds like crazy cool. I just, I, I feel like I'm, I know I'm changing my mind from last week. So the Rebels are going to finish second, but uh, I have a feeling the Tars will finish second. The Rebels, there's something going on there. Look, all the Rebels could implode. The Rebels will either win the division or end up fourth or fifth, fighting with uh, your, your beloved Sun Wolves, Matt. But I, I'd, I'd probably pick them second. Matt, where are the Tars going to finish in the Aussie Conference? I'm going to say third as well. Behind. And the Sunwolves and then the Brumbies and then Tars. <laughs> doesn't that make them fourth? I kind of tweeted. They third. Sunwolves, mm. Brumbies, Tars. So the Rebels uh, are just going to completely... Just rip, in my mind, the re- look, the Rebels are going to implode because the okay. force guys that they've bought are just going to burn the club down around them yeah, like, for, for losing their club. The Rebels have a built-in scapegoat, though, if they do implode. Who's that? And that they can blame all the force players uh, that they've inherited. Yeah, well... Well, we could discuss that in greater depth when we do yeah, the Rebels. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> uh, well, I feel we need, a, we need a whole podcast just for the Rebels, yeah. actually, because I think there's going to be a lot of examination there. Yeah, I'm, I'm booking that one. But the, since we're still talking about the Australian Conference, let's stick with it and uh, go into the Reds. This was your homework assignment, Matt. So yeah. uh, please, please take us away and tell me what's happening with the Queens and Reds, the pride of Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, I look quickly. It's, it's been a rather strange off season for them, for what I can tell. Uh, one of the big changes, obviously, is Brad Thorne yes. coming up from Queensland County as coach, uh, country, oh. sorry, as as coach, and the changes he's brought about there. I mean, there's been a fairly big sort of player exodus. Uh, yeah. Stephen Moore retiring for the better, by the uh, way. He's like the yeah for the better, but I mean. Yeah. But still, he's still. Oh, no. I mean, if you look, if you look at the guys that they've now sucked in, I'm just going to go through this now. Yeah. So, so Moore, Simmons, Locker, dropping off to the Tards, as we've said. Yeah. Uh, Leroy Houston's going to Bordeaux. Henrik Tui's going to Sungoliath. Yeah. Frisbee's going to Bordeaux. Uh, McIntyre. This is also a fly-off. It's just I'm dumbfounded by what's going on at a couple of the positions. So yeah, yeah fly-off. McIntyre's gone off to Argon. Uh, their centers, not too bad. Chris Kurindrani is going to Brisbane City. And, uh, yeah, those are some of the losses that they've now had. What they've done to replace all of them is literally just call up the Queensland countryside. They've The only player that they've bought that isn't playing either for Queensland country or a university is Ben Lucas. And they lost Caden Neville, uh, that lock. Who's, oh, shit, yeah. He's uh, also in depth. So it seems like, um, just what you mentioned there, they're kind of promoting from the NRC, uh, blooding in yeah, a number of younger players. Yeah, they essentially, or that being said, J.P. Smith, you know, the ex-Stormer Western Province, mm, bro, yeah. bro, he's listed as playing for the University of Sunshine, Sunshine City. Sunshine Coast. Which is, yeah, Sunshine Coast, sorry, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, how he still cracks onto a university <laughs> side, I don't know. They, either they just don't have any money, or I don't know, because, yeah, I mean, none of their signings besides luring Ben back from Japan seems to have costed them anything. Yeah, it's, it screams to me of uh, almost a rebuilding phrase. A oh, phrase, jeez. Yeah, getting to me. But, uh, they just, Thorne probably said, I want to start afresh 
And Fawn's uh, still be both, yeah. Yeah, and he, I know he told Quake Cooper to take a hike, so he's not going to be around. So as you mentioned, a fly half are pretty much relying on a rookie. And then... Oh, sorry, what's that? Well, ben Lucas as well, who's been... He's always played scrum off or fly off second fiddle to Genya in any event. So. And, then, and, then yeah. and then the looming controversy with Carmichael Hunt, the first choice fullback. I was, I think they were trying to groom him into a fly off. Fly off, yeah. Uh, but he's also, as far as I can tell, he's the Carmichael Hunt's their only dedicated fullback. Yeah, they've got, they've, sure. they've signed no one at fullback as well. At eighth man as well, they've lost, they lost Tui and. So Scott Higginbotham's their only dedicated eighth man as well. And he's, so, he's pretty injury prone as well, huh? Yeah, so I mean, they're, they're key positions where they're just not building the depth that they should. I mean, whereas they've stuck their flanks like eight deep and they've got, uh, yeah, so. And then in terms of, well, I think uh, you've kind of alluded to weak, weaknesses would be uh, just sheer experience. Mm. Yeah, and Super Rugby is very much a, oh, what you might call it, a meat grinder. Actually, yeah. in, in many ways, I'm sure there's maybe a couple of other this, younger players. Out of curiosity, you looking at the Reds? You looking at the Reds website? Yeah, but I don't think the one, one I'm looking at still got Quade Cooper listed at fly yeah, exactly. I'm curious, if, is he still on the Reds page? No, but I, but we all know that's Yeah, we all know that story, but hmm. I'm just curious. I'm just curious if they've got him there still. I they still do. I think he's still a contracted player, but Grantham pretty much told him to sod off, saying, "No, I don't want you around." Uh, because he's a player that is very, very divisive. Yeah, because, yeah, without Cooper, I mean, their flyers are Ben Lucas and Hamish Stewart. Yeah, and you got sure. Duncan, Duncan, A-U-A-A, Duncan, like, Payawa. Uh, I know he's, he can oh. play 10, but he's actually a better 12. And then there's also Chris um, Ferrari, uh, Sartaya, and then obviously Simon Karevi will be playing at 13. It, it's just, yeah, there'll be, be holes. I think James Tuttle's not too bad. He's actually a quite an exciting young, young scrum half. And they brought in a couple of other guys, but I mean, I look at the squad and it's pretty bare. They, they, they're pretty solid. At Lucy, Scott Scott Higginbotham he is a little bit. They still got George Smith, which is huge. Um, yeah. Adam uh, Korzak, Michael Gunn. These guys have got got some experience. Hen- losing Hendrik Tui, I think, is a massive blow. Um, he is like he was a quality Super Rugby player. Uh, at hooker, Andrew Reddy, he's actually solid. He was very unlucky that Moore was still around. At last year, he could have really kicked on. Alex Mappy's up there. Uh, and at prop, they got they, they got some experienced props and James. Yeah, they've got Slipper and Smith. I mean, uh, yeah. But and Sefar Garcia. So, I mean, yeah, their forwards, their pack seems to be largely settled. But, yeah, um, the back line doesn't inspire much faith for me at the moment. No, especially if Hunt's missing. I mean, they've got some strike power. On the wings with Isaiah Parisi and Etienne Abuli, but I mean, yeah. After after that, uh, twelve. I think the twelve. But I mean, you look. It, it's all well and good having strike power on the wings, but the ball needs to get to the wings. <laughs> and if you've if you've got no one, nineteen, twelve, thirteen. Also, also, even Karevi isn't exactly known for his distributing play. Uh, exactly. Always D. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very. I'd be very concerned as a Reds fan. Like in one way. Uh, it's a rebuilding year, and they're bringing in a lot of young yeah. guys. But in another way, I kind of have a feeling that their squad will get found out. I mean, their starting 15 is pretty serviceable, and will give anybody a decent game, especially in Brisbane. But beyond that, I'd be quite concerned. I, I don't think they have a lot of depth. Yeah, because as soon as the problem is, as soon as now squads, uh, teams now, they do so much pitch and stuff. Like, they'll, after a few games, they'll easily clock 
which one of these sort of new guys they've brought in are up to it and which mm. ones aren't. And mm. they'll so just which ones? And then, then that's the kind of when your season just starts to unravel when you kind of have problems which don't look solvable. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I presume as well that Brad Thorne's actually going to come out of retirement at one point and just uh, <laughs> put on a jersey, sort of. You're going to sort of see him sitting in the coach's box with a 24 on the back, ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take take it because he, he can't resist. He loves it. Like, when did, well, how old was he when he retired? 42 or something? Yeah, and he just loves tackling Oaks. I'm sure he'll just. Uh... Rush out and uh, tackle, tackle. I think that's that's maybe why they've not signed an eighth man just yet. Yeah, maybe they they want bad. <laughs> the most decorated player in rugby, bad Brad Thorne. Yeah, bad, bad Thorne. I always always choke that him versus Bucky's both in a boxing match would be the best. You know. <laughs> do, do you reckon? Sorry, a, a bit niche, but do you reckon Brad Thorne and George Smith will clash? Ooh, uh, I mean that's an interesting point. Um, probably not though. I don't know. That, I imagine that they share that mutual respect. I, well, let me put it this way. I think Thorne, as a youngish coach, and I mean, he's, I assume, doing a, a big clean-out uh, at the Reds, he'll be relying on a guy like Smith, who, even though he is... What, how old is he? 36, 37? Something like that? Uh, let me do a quick Google search. While I, Not off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, but Smith was very good. Last year, he's 37, George Smith, and he, did, and he turns 38 this year. Oh, but shit. So, so he's got like 10 years left in Brad Thorne's eyes. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, we're talking about George Smith. He was released from detention in Japan two days ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I've just stumbled on this story now. Uh, he was arrested for... What did he have? He, he was arrested for allegedly assaulting a taxi driver on New Year's Eve after refusing <laughs> to pay his fee. Oh, that Uber surcharge is, is a bitch. He's being released with a prosecutor's decision whether to indict him pending. Uh, and he did this in Tokyo. Ooh, well... I don't know what will happen there, but he, he'll be around. But to, to well, if he plays, to get back to what I was saying, <laughs> no. I know, sorry. That's half, that squad, half that squad is pending litigation. Yeah, Jesus. Like Kim Carmichael hunts uh, or, or like litigation against them. But I, well, I, you're quite, Wade is exactly squeaky clean. Like yeah. yeah. I'd have to that's be conducting coaching clinics in prison now. Yeah, out of curious, didn't Quaid, yeah, Quaid was, was the one that was cuffed with, like, stolen laptops in his flat or something stupid, wasn't it? Oh, like, like burglary or whatever, like, you think, and it yeah. was when he was, like, a professional rugby player. He had yeah, it was super rugby had happened by then. The more we talk, I think I'm actually growing more fond of this red side. I kind of like the, the roguish sort of motorcycle gang rugby club. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jim, I'll, I'll be right back. I just, uh, I need to go get a, get a, a, a tissue, but please continue your haranguing of the reds. I'll be right back. Hold on. Ben, I was going through the list of the transfers in, and you know the, the names are all blue on Wikipedia. You can click on them, but every yeah, single one you click on, it's literally one line. Played for whatever Queensland country, yeah. and yeah. is now contracted to play with the Reds. And I was the, just, there's there's no information on these poor guys. The the wing they pulled this Filippo Dang Danguda. Uh, he he had a season. He had like. I think it kind of like 65 points in 17 games or something like that. Jeez. No. There. I'm back. I'm All back. Right. Sorry, I got a nosebleed there. Yeah. I think it was a George Smith. He, he just... Uh, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? George Smith. <laughs> you are. <laughs> He's getting arrested. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, Sorry. I, when this, I did... Yeah. Felipe, can I just talk about this guy? He has... Yeah. Queensland County. Um, eight appearances, 71 points. And he's a, he's a wing, but he's 
he kicked like two conversions for whatever reason. But that, that's that's <laughs> they must probably wanted him to get over fifty points, and then it's like go go try kicking. Yeah, I think he's he's a bit of a so I reckon he might be a bit of a a bit of a vondekind, eh? Like he might be a bit of a prospect. Fijian under twenties. It's quite small, one one seventy five and ninety one kgs. But you know, numbers don't lie. Like that's yeah. hey, that's almost like what would that be? That's almost two tries a game. This guy sc- was scoring for Queensland County. So yeah, maybe. it's just about two. Yeah, two a game. Uh, I'm going to caution yes. you. I'm going to caution you that there was a guy who, uh, and it takes you back to my fantasy league because I thought this oak is going to win me lots of points. His not his name uh, for the Waratahs. I was trying to find his name here. It was. It always goes back to fantasy. Uh, it was. Where is it? Ira Simone, and uh, he was he was cuck. So I'm just saying, there's always there's always that. Oh. Sorry, that was actually, that was quite a dick. Sorry, I feel bad now. I just rained in your. You just shit on, we, We've we've eventually found one sort of silver lining in the Reds, and you've just meant yeah. to shit on it. Yeah. We. One good one good prospect that they they might have coming in. No, he's actually horse shit, and you know he was playing against nine-year-olds and just running over there. Well, it's on the record that you back him, so you know you can say that I'm talking cock. Does that make you feel a little bit better? The way the way the fantasy league works, you'll see you have to make some big calls at one point. Ben, so. Ben, Ben, if he's not your number one draft, yeah, I'm actually gonna call you out on it. <laughs> oh no, no, Alex and I have been talking about this, and the Reds also signed a guy called. Hock, no, Harry Hawkins. Yes, yeah. yes, I saw that. that um, From the University of Queensland. Try to get a photo of this guy. He looks about 11 years old, and he plays lock. Just, just Google him now and look at his photo, and tell me he looks more than 14 years old. I don't know why, but the last person yeah. I Googled was Charlie Famuina. <laughs> so just every day you Google him, just to, just to make sure. Just to check, there. maybe he's come back. Maybe he's coming back. <laughs> Literally, the last Google ad was Charlie Famuina. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, like, looks... yeah he's 19, eh? That's a lock. Cracky Moses. I mean, he played but a lot. So I, I, <laughs> I think he's their version of Lou Diaga. Except he doesn't have a creepy neck beard yet. Uh, oh, the growth, is... <laughs> the growth spurt's still coming. Oh, this kid's growth spurt's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Look at him, though. He looks like... A, like, how, how is that a professional rugby player? Yeah, but he you know, is... There's a picture here of him with a shaved head, and he looks like that guy um, from uh, Mad Max and Skins. What's that kid's name? I know you're talking about, though. Oh, that British actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a shaved picture of a shaved head, and he looks like a child version of him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He, he could use a bit of meat in the bone. I, I don't think... Uh... Some of South Africa's chunky locks will have any worries running at him. I don't I think. Don't, yeah, I don't think he's going to be, make starting fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I well, well, anyway, I, I, I promise Alex I'll draft him as my fifth choice, as my third choice lock. So. Third yeah, choice lock. Fair enough. Fair enough. So where are they going to finish? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's, I'm gonna cut you off right there. That's, we okay, talk, so, we're talking about this, the, the Reds for long enough. Where are they going to finish? Yeah. I'm going to go first then, and I'm just going to jump straight to the point. Fifth. Uh, I think they're going to come bottom. Well, we know where I've put why I've, I've them at fifth, yeah. because your guys' fifth choice is obviously not is my first choice, but yeah, I reckon they'll be, they'll be bottom of the Aussie log. Ben? 
Yeah, I reckon. I reckon fourth. I think they're gonna they're gonna implode big time. Actually, do not debatably debatably even fifth because mm. in many ways the Sunwolves like they've got a decent little squad and they they well coached, they well organized. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised, especially because an away game in Japan is a lot more significant than an away game in because you know it's it's a one off game. Yeah. it's on a funny yeah. time zone. Like. Like if they really start pushing their home ground advantage and stop playing in Singapore because that plays into the hands of the opponents, they must always play in Japan. But yeah, sorry, I guess we'll talk about this when the Sunwolves come. But yeah, fourth or fifth? I'm gonna I'm gonna put my ass on the line and say fifth. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna well done, well done. I'm gonna take the sheep's route here and actually agree with you. I just feel they're very green and the Sunwolves two seasons. uh, You cited a whole bunch of very good reasons as well why. The Sunwolves will be better, along with Michael Lich. He's, he's a huge thing. I'm sure we'll discuss him a bit more when we do get to the Sunwolves. Uh, I know, Matt, you're not doing the Sunwolves. We punished you because of oh, no, 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 no. failure. I'm, I'm just going to jump in. Whoever's we, doing it. Yeah, we might, yeah <laughs> you're going to try to hijack it. Uh, yeah, so I'll probably first. So, Reds, uh, it's going to be a tough season for them. Now, it's uh, my turn, actually. This is going to be my first preview of the season. I'm, I'm actually quite excited. Uh, well, technically, this is the first preview everyone's hearing from us, Adam, uh, so don't stress. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't believe we're showing people how the sausage is made and admitting our fuck up. Like, oh, we should always. have just kept quiet. Always. Look, you've got to. You've got to. Yeah. You've got, when, when you screw up on like this, Ben, you've got to come clean. Because, I mean, <laughs> we've got fans, at least three of them, who didn't hear last week's episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they clearly... I mean, Clayton wants to know what happened to last week's episode. Exactly. Even though I think he's in the Facebook group and yeah, no, he, he, yeah, he's, like. He's just a lurker in, in the actual podcast group because he never has time because he has kids. The management group. <laughs> yeah, uh, because he's not dedicated enough. His, his kids are more important to him, which is, you know... Yeah, it's not. It's not. You know, it's quite a sensitive subject. Let's let's not talk about uh, kids and cats. Okay, <laughs> I, I have quite strong feelings for my own cat. But anyway, so the sharks, the all as well known as the other people that live in Johannesburg. Well, um, first things first. I'm just going to mention that they, they've got the full Dupree trifecta. They have both the twins, Jean-Luc. Uh, Robert, uh, the coach, also Robert, if, if I get that correctly. No, what, what, surely it's the, the Dupree quadrangle now, not just uh, trifecta. No, the square was, I mean, they are quite square jawed. Um, so I, no, maybe that doesn't quite work. But yeah, they've got John Luke Dupree, Dan Dupree, uh, Robert Dupree Jr., I guess, and then the coach, Robert Dupree. But the problem is, Jean Luc, he's injured for a big chunk for the start of the season uh, as well. So just to quickly go through the ins and outs, uh, Lerns are the answer, a workman-like prop, if anyone can describe him as that. He's gone to Pau uh, in France. They've also lost Etienne Oersthausen, who, you know, if, if it wasn't for the, the odd brain meltdown here or there, he might have actually gotten a Springbok cap at some point. He's gone to Lyon. Uh, Jean Dessel, he's gone to all. So that's not much of a loss, uh, if you ask me. He uh, didn't really play all that much. Maybe from a senior point of view, perhaps, but beyond that, uh, I don't think so. Corbus Ranoch, he ended up going to the Northampton States, but uh, maybe a loss, we, we shall see. Patrick Lambie, uh, gone to Racing 92, I know we will discuss in the podcast that uh, we're actually all quite happy for him that he actually got out of the fishbowl, excuse the pun. Uh, they released Enira Derby, 
uh, the reserve 10 from last year. And I know that the Lions gave him um, an opportunity, but he didn't quite pass the fitness test or something along those lines, so he's still looking for a contract. And Oslo lost uh, the venerable Odwa Indigani, the ultimate pro. So from an experience point of view, he's out. Subaru is a totally, he's gone to the Kings. And then the Frenchman, uh, Clement P-O-I-T-R-E. <laughs> Poitreau? Poitreau? What? thank you. He's retired. So they're well, they're the French so yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah. The French correspondent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can, you can be our French second language correspondent. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Could, you could help people. Should I listen to the podcast every week and translate it into French for our French fans? Yeah. I, I Please think, do. I, yeah, you can do, <laughs> do the French transcript. On the wings, uh, they got Leon Zass from Western Province. Which is interesting. So uh, good sign. They got uh, Makazulam Pipi from the Cheetahs via the Kings. That's also a very good signing for them. Uh, I think their big signing though comes at nine and ten. They got Louis Schroeder, who, if you ask me, was uh, fantastic at the Kings. Like maybe Lionel Crenier made him look good, or vice versa. But he had a very good Super Rugby season last year, and heck, even went a tour of the Springboks. And uh, the big one, Robert Dupree at ten. He's going to certainly challenge uh, Andre Pollard. As, as starting 10 and he could leapfrog Elton I know Elton I've always been a big fan of him at Super Rugby level but at Springbok level eh, I don't know so I'm, I'm I'm looking for big things from Robert Dupree at 10 this year hopefully they just don't play a cuck style of rugby and then I know they've got a couple Tyler Paul from the Kings Vian Vosloo from the Sharks Curry Cup cycle promoted uh, Gideon uh, Kuchlenberg who's from Zebra and then obviously Traitor Aka van who left the Lions, but um, I think he always struggled a little bit for fitness, always sucking the big ones. And then Rothschild Nace. You know, I just, speaking of Aka, yeah. I just remember, I remember now he's actually from George. Oh, really? Uh, or, yeah, and he, his Bali is also Aka's, and they've got the, they run the Mica, which you, is called Aka's Mica. Are you joking? <laughs> no jokes. That's where the Aka nickname comes from. Oh, his no, Bali no. plays balls. That's so funny. Whatever, you live on a small island. Yeah, but Mauritius is like fucking densely populated, man. Like, it's all awesome. no, yeah. city. Yeah. But it's not really. It's really nice, guys. Come here. Mauritius tourism. Yeah. No, so I've heard. No, so I've heard. I've heard it's lekker. It's all right. We, well, when we come one day, you, you could totally you could totally host host us. As I said, we're going to do a live broadcast out there on the beach from, from your house in Mauritius. On a boat. I'm on a Authentic. boat. I'm on a boat. Lots of, because uh, my, my wife's parents have a catamaran company, and they've had Beast came on their boat, and um, Francois Pinot's come on their boat, so, you know, it's uh, like, it would be very appropriate to have it on the boat, you know, the same boat Beast's been on. Hmm. Well, but, uh, I'm done for that. Beast is, uh, is a class actor, so... Oh, Beast is still playing for the Sharks, right? Uh, yes, he, he will be there. Okay. Um, no, he is. No, Tendai. No, he is. Sorry, oh. I, I, no, he is there. I'm just looking at the squad list. I don't think it's quite accurate. I think Tendai, he's totally still there. Um, big loss is Kuni Erste's, and he's out for the entire set section of Super Rugby, which is obviously very depressing to me. But oh. they, they, got, they, got able, they got an able replacement in Thomas Toy. Uh, Ross Kaldane. So I, I think, all right, they, they, they'll be fine. And then at Hooker... Got Franco Barre, very solid Super Rugby player. Akers will be under him. At lock, Stephen Lewis, he's he's solid. Ron Buerta, um, Harriet Andrews, who got some blooded last year. At flank, look, they're looking at Sean Luke for for quite some time. So I feel like they might be hurt 
a little bit in that respect. I'm sure um, they're, they're actually missing. Who, who are they actually missing here? Philip Ponderbolt. He'll be playing along that flank. He's class. He's yeah. actually um, a big fan of his. So it'll be another opportunity for him to shine as well. And at eight, there is Dan Dupre, who is coming along. Scrum off, they're actually pretty decently stacked with Louis Schroeder, Michael Clarsons. Fly half, I know with Kieran Bosch, he, he has designs on playing at 10. I honestly feel he's better at 15. Just leave him there. Because Rob, RDP, Robert Dupre, he should be starting at fly half, especially given his form last year. Yeah, I don't problems. think... Yeah, and... Look, nepotism is a thing. When, as much as we can argue that Robert Dupier is the form one, mm. Dad's also going to put his player in front of him as well, sadly. So, well, not sadly, but yeah. Ah. I mean, it's no, going but, to be but, an act. But, but, but just as a, as a young talent to move franchises, they, they have to dangle yeah. a carrot. They have to yeah, say, no, definitely. No, definitely. Sure you're going to be the preferred starting flyer. Like, I, I don't know how directly they can word it like but no one's moving from starting at one franchise to being on the bench at another franchise it's not a unless he's looking for yeah unless he's at the end of his career looking for a comfy retirement squad but i'm predicting a fair few nepotism calls from look it's coming but he is definitely the form fly off there compared to and i just think bosch is better at 15 because his defense is pretty average as we as we saw in the curry cup final last year when he got run over uh, I think twice or something like that, flapping his arms at it. Um, interestingly, at centre they're quite strong. Andrew Esterhazen, uh, he's still around. They still got Luzuka Arm, who I mean, geez, he was so unlucky that he didn't play more uh, for the Springboks last Springbok year. Springbok Luzuka Arm. Yeah, that was he is a Springbok though, uh, but that was a bit ridiculous. But I mean, they got Jeremy Ward, who who's played a bit, so they're they're pretty solid. Out on the wing, though, is quite exciting from PP, uh, Super Season and Corsi. Corpus van Vague, Leon Zass. So I must have, it's kind of the same problem that you mentioned when it came to the Waratahs, Ben, about who's going to start where. Uh, I mean, Scrum Half, you'll probably have Schroeder, Schroeder. 10, Robert Dupre, 12, um, I think Esther has needs a 12. I just want to be corrected. I'm at a 13, but then you've got three possessions. You've got Mpipi, Nkosi, van Vague, Zass. It's four. Maybe Zass Adam, will be benching. Adam, Adam, yeah. Adam. It's Mapimpi. There's two M's in Mapimpi. Mapimpi. My bad. Mapimpi. Yeah. It is Mapimpi. Thank you for stopping. I, I, was, I was reading a thing on Mapimpi, and they were saying that he might not leave the Cheetahs. Really? Like, That's... Yeah, it was on, uh, on like, an Irish... An Irish... Because it was, like, from a Pro 14 angle. 14, yeah. Yeah, I think... I do think he left, though. Uh, I do... <laughs> I think in the end he ended up leaving. So, Look as yeah, like, as great as he is as well. I mean, he's going to suffer from what we were predicting for Frisbee as well, as he hasn't had a break yet. That's true. That's actually a very very important factor. That you, that you Matt, I think the... I think we can, we can both acknowledge that wings do fuck all and don't need a break. <laughs> Look, they've got cardio because they've got to run up and down the side of the field without any contact. So that's just pure cardio. And, I mean, calves get tired. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but you, you're right. But they do have, they do have kind yeah, of. They, they have dead, the least impact. So, yeah. so they can give him, they can kind of, yeah. you know, rest him for a few weeks, put him on the bench now and then, like because they, because Van Vake's a, a good player and, mm. uh, and Satori's not bad. Yeah, so they'll be. No, Satori's gone, eh? Uh, yeah, Satori was one of the ones up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not. 
Mm. It's not bad. So I reckon they, they have enough depth there. But then, so you think Bosch will play fullback? I, I think so. Well, I don't know. I just think that's his best position. But then they'll have Garth April also on the bench who's uh, uh, workable. But again, his defense is a little bit suspect. But I'd rather have Bosch for his uh, huge boot. And then at worst, I mean, Bosch, he can join the line at 12, for example. They can play two makers, two playmakers. Uh, yeah, oh. yeah, that's what, because... It was a bit of a, a trend, especially in New Zealand for a while. Have the yeah. have the what they like the first five eight, second five, where you basically have two fly halves, mm. and then yeah. like splitting your back line becomes it. Because if you just have basically another chunky wing, who can kind of you know run a run a bit of a crash ball or whatever, you can kind of have two two ten ten thirteen combinations, yeah. which. Which does create a it's, it becomes a lot harder to defend against. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to like Bosch at twelve uh, actually or I think or Rob Dupree. I think he's too defensively suspect. Um, yeah. Or, or if Bosch uh, you know what if Bosch does play ten he'll defend it fly off um, when they don't have the ball. And it's just, you can't, you, can't is... you kind of worry on turnover ball that Bosch will be exposed in that respect. So I just think his defense is just not quite there, you know, that he should just yeah. tackle some uh, tackle bags and whatnot. But look, overall, uh, the Sharks have a very strong squad. I think their biggest weakness would be the style of rugby that they adapt. I know they're pretty damn boring, and they pretty much a far forward-orientated side. But in fairness to, to Pat Lambie, he was never, uh, beyond maybe early days in his career, was never the most front-foot sort of forward Robert Dupre is not quite like that. He's got a bit more excited about excitement about him. He, yeah, Rob's one of those more ball carrying. Mm, so, uh, but will he will he fall into line or will he kind of try and pose his own play, his own style first season? On his dad? I don't know. It's uh, it's it's a bit of a. Tough well, look, he's, he's proved his dad wrong how many times on the field. I wonder if he's going to pull that rank on them. Well, Sorry, Dad. How many finals have I beat you in? Yeah, we're playing my. Uh, at, at, at least at least Joel Stransky doesn't have to remember when he was like so which which Dupria will a Dupria will lift the curry cup the question is which one uh, and, then uh, all goes, and and which curry cup at least he won't have to make a fucking gaff like that again no it's, it's uh yeah good old Joel you know he's he's okay so I don't know why I'm busy whispering I think you can build a team around <laughs> I think you can build a team around Dupria oh speaking of Lambie I saw earlier today. Um, he picked up another head injury this recently. Oh no! I, I, not I, a concussion. Not a concussion. Cracked one of his orbital bones. Oh jeez. Which is, which is also on, like honest, a six months out. Honestly, Lambie must retire. Yeah. Because you, he, he, I, I genuinely think he still has a shot of playing professional cricket. <laughs> well, yeah. At least he'll get to wear a helmet there. Yeah. I, 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 I went to school with him. And I would say he's a better cricketer than he is a rugby player. Really? Well, he would have he would have fitted in a bit more uh, as a cricketer, especially with that squeaky he's voice. Qu- you would have hung out well, Jacques Callas. Hi, I'm Jacques Callas. You know. And, uh, well, no, like, like Nuffield week, you know, like the yes. cricket Craven week. Yes. Yeah. He made he made I think they play like four games. He made like three hundreds and got like twenty one wickets or something. What did he bowl? And then they okay. he bowled he bowled and bad. He was basically Jacques Callas. Um, I don't know. And then, can... uh, and then they didn't they didn't pick him for SA schools because he was already in the SA schools rugby side. So they're like, what's the no, point of sort do, of yeah, you can't do both. Yeah, no, of sort of wasting the 
like wasting the place when you can use it to kind of you know like lure a young talent or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. yeah. No, so, no, yeah fun fact of that: that's your hot take. Pat Patrick Lamb, you should have played cricket instead of rugby. All these Surely, many years yeah, ago. I mean. I, I wouldn't be surprised time. If, if he if he lies up if he lies awake at night thinking I should have played cricket. <laughs> he probably he probably does and missed all his headaches. Remember concussions, but to be all serious, we all wish him the very best from the recovery from his latest injury, and we we certainly hope that he doesn't suffer another head injury. Uh, so yeah, my my final take on the Sharks is they are very they, they I, I'd probably say one of the strongest squads in South Africa. They're definitely going to threaten the Lions, uh, finishing top. And, I mean, last year they should have beaten the Lions uh, in this park. They got a big forward pack. Look, losing Jean-Luc Dupré is a, a massive blow, but they do have enough quality to cover it up. They've got a very exciting back line. Um, whew, I don't know. I Do I feel like being a traitor? Yes, yes, I do. I'm, I'm going to pick the Sharks to finish top, <laughs> top of the log in South Africa. I, I just kind of feel... Losing um, the the Lions will still be very good this year. I know. Uh, I think Ben, you, you maybe do that preview, but they'll still be very good this year. But I, I just kind of feel the continuity the Sharks are having, along with um, just an all-round squad, a bit more battle hardened. I, I I honestly feel they have one of the best balanced squads out of the South African team. So I'm going to pick the Sharks to finish first in the South African conference. Yeah, I would say in terms of in terms of the squad. Especially squad depth, I would say they're better than the Lions. But I'm a I'm a firm believer that that winning's a habit, and okay. you get it you get into a culture of winning, and you you just get used to it, and you build on it, and you build momentum. And as long as the Lions get off to a good start, they can just kind of pick up all of their two seasons of really good momentum and just kind of drive it forward. So. I would still, I would still put the Sharks to come second, but I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Lions in their, especially in Durban, because it is a bit of a fortress, and they've got a, they got they got a good fan base. They're well supported, probably the best supported. Well, I don't know the Stormers are well supported as well, but yeah. I don't know the Durbanites like it's a, it's a nice vibe there at Kings Park. What do you call, call Growth Point now? Yeah, yeah, Change Point. No, but it's it's a nice vibe there. Like the fans get behind them; they're really part of the city of Durban. Like, so yeah, I reckon, um, yeah, they, they they'll have a good they'll have a good year. Hopefully, yeah, Lion Sharks final. And Matt, Ooh, tough one for me. Um, uh, between them and then. I also want to put them in second, most probably between them and the Stormers. That's my bias kicking in there. Between them and the Stormers, sort of a tight second, third fight. Disregarding what I said last week. Yeah, but no one will know. No one will know what you said last week, so you're fine. Well, you know, because I only recorded you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if, 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 if the tapes ever leak. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like the, the good the email. Watergate. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna have to say, most pro. Uh, just because I'm generally, generally not a fan of, just more on a personal side, never been a fan of the Sharks. So, yeah. I think yeah, I'm gonna say, 
second or third between them and the Stormers. Mm. That's probably in the conference well, at the, by the end of the conference. Beyond Shark fans, I don't think anybody likes the Sharks, um, but I understand to to be be corrected. I don't mind the Sharks, but yeah, like I went to school in Natal, so maybe it's sort of... Yeah, no, you, you can't be trusted. You can't be trusted, Ben. That, that's all I'm saying. Um, right, we have one more site to go on through, and I know this was Alex's, the Alex's take, so we'll all try to cover some ground on this one. And gentlemen, we're heading to the hour mark, so, you know, breaking records, like we did last week, except no one will know. I think we can just keep mentioning that. <laughs> Um, all right, I'll just, just do a quick look at the reigning champions. Um, I'm just going to talk about many of the injuries. They have Joe Moody and Owen Franks are out uh, for a long stretch of period, uh, as is Jordan Tafua and Kieran Reed as well. He's out for a um, big chunk of the start of the season. So a lot of senior players are What missing. happened to Reed now again? Uh, he got injured end of your tour. He was carrying an uh, injury at the end of your Oh, yes. Yeah, he was carrying. So he's only going to be back. Was it his thumb or was it something else now? Something else. I think it was back or something. I just had to be correct. I think, I think Reed deserves a stint overseas. Make some money. Like, come on. Like, he's done everything he can now in uh, England. Yeah, the heat totes. Because, uh, yeah, he's not going to ever sort of outshine... Uh, Fuck, I've just forgotten his name. McCaw. Thank you. McCaw. Yeah. So he's always gonna, his legacy is always going to be second fiddle to McCaw, so he may as well jump over and go make some money. Uh, don't you worry. Yeah, like, like, I, I would, because at the moment he's just ruining his body. You know, He's not going to be able to walk by the time he's like 50. Yeah. And for, you know, kind of like a, a footnote in the history of New Zealand rugby, but yeah, whatever. It's yeah. his choice. He's, uh, don't you worry. I'm sure the sabbatical was written into his contract. Uh, at, at some point. I would have thought it's this year already, honestly. No, it's too soon before the World Cup. After the World Cup, you'll maybe do a sabbatical. True, it's probably the year around. But um, and with with uh, the All Black clocks out, I mean, there's Michael Alator, Al Alator, excuse me, Juan Crockett. Uh, they're around. They got Ben Fennell, Cody Taylor, Locks. They stacked Scott Barrett, Luke Romano, Sam Whitelock, Flanks. Well, look, ah, Whitelock. Well, they got Matt Todd, uh, Peter Samu. Uh, Tom Sanders, of course, he's also injured. Uh, there's Ethan Blackadder, which I assume is... Uh, uh, yes, the relation Relate. of Todd. Sorry, it took me a while to get there. Scrum half, Bryn Hall, Mitch Drummond, um, Fly half, Richard Mwanga. Probably now that um, the Highlanders fly half, just my his name escapes me. Sapawanga. That's it, thank you. He's heading, he's heading overseas at the end of the season. I reckon he's probably the number two. Now behind yeah. Barrett, behind Barrett. Well, probably going to be, yeah. Yeah, but it's into Crotty, uh, Goodhue. Goodhue really showed he was a breakout star last year. I know they got. Do, t- do, do you want to know something I read about Goodhue? Yeah. He's he's got he's got a twin brother, Josh Goodhue, who plays Lock. Oh, I think like, I, I, I would have heard about that. What? Yeah. How's that for a little bit of a what? One's a one's a center, one's a lock. Well, you got the Barrett like, brothers. Told. There's all three no. of them. And that was, that was, yeah, yeah, but they 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 they're not twins they're not, though. Yeah, that's that's a sort of they've they've at least got sort of genetics. Like, sorry, <laughs> they've got some like, variations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but right. I mean, Tommy Navalu, he's my boy. Uh, then Wing George Bridge, uh, Manasa Mataeli, he is Wazaki Naholo's cousin, so he's also quality. And then fullback Israel Dag. Well, honestly, are there, are there only like nine people in New Zealand? Because it seems that everyone's <laughs> everyone's cousin, or they just all brothers. Pretty much. Like, well, like, like, as, 
as far as I can tell, um, I know with the the guys from the Pacific Islands, what often happens is the their because I know this from wrestling. I mean, everyone's related to everyone else is because essentially two generations back, two of the Samoans said, you know what, let's unite our houses. So they're not necessarily <laughs> blood related, but they're all cousins. So like the Rocks cousins with the Usos, who somehow also cousins with Sonny Bill Williams, and it goes. <laughs> deep with the Samoans. They're not necessarily blood relations, but they are legitimately cousins, technically. Oh, oh, so sort of like you adopt a family, kind of. Yeah, like the it's like, it's weird, like to sort of throw it to like the European medieval, like the houses unite and form like a mega house. Hmm. Uh, very Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, New Zealand is Game of Thrones. Uh, the the New Zealand conference is just so damn competitive and uh, all the teams busy bashing <laughs> bashing the shit out of it uh, overall uh, they haven't brought in that many new players maybe they might have promoted a little bit from New Zealand but New Zealand uh, you know they're always producing talent somewhere uh, right now I know that they're starting to suffer a little bit more from overseas coaching <laughs> I, love, I love it R- r- right now, like like that, you're just picturing like there's some sort of little talent thing with like kids running and it jumping is, over things. It is. They got, it's they, awesome. They, Always they, producing talent. It is. They do that that thing with kids about uh, I think was it? It's catch, catch, kick, pass. They don't really focus on the catch twenty two. No man, it's uh, they focus more on uh, hand eye coordination. Skills. Yeah, the skills instead of the more physical side, like we do from a coaching point of view that's why they're just much better footballers in general than South African rugby players we've got there are exceptions but they really institute that stuff at a junior level along with uh, um, they're having they don't really look at they look at their positions and you have to weigh a certain amount to be that position which is also very interesting which is a discussion we could have for for another time uh, overall same squad uh, same coach and they're going to be pretty hard to stop uh, look, we've, we've, heck, we've run for quite a long time already I'm going to just go straight into uh, my prediction list, uh, and if you guys want to weigh in from some other points, you're more than welcome to. Um, it's between them and the Hurricanes to top the New Zealand Conference, and I mean, but it's always a crapshoot when it comes to that. The only reason I say that is they base a lot of their stuff on forward power, and they just don't quite have that all-black front row. They'll still be damn good, but oh, I don't know. But as you said, winning's a habit. I feel like I'm making a very bad The Crusaders call. are, yeah. Jesus, yeah, I feel like I'm making a very bad call by saying they're going to finish second. No, I thought that was my gut call. They're going to finish second, but it's going to be very tight between them and the, and the Hurricanes to, to win the conference. Yeah, as as we said lo- last week, which is unrecorded, we we are talking <laughs> a lot about a lot about like squad depth and attrition and stuff like that, which they do have. But sometimes if you just have injuries in key positions or you injure you know, your first choice and your second choice in a key position gets injured. So, yeah, I, I reckon I'm going to, I'm going to put it down to, I'm going to say it's, it's going to, it's going to come down to who's, um, who has better essentially luck with injuries. Yeah. And I would say, weirdly in this case, I would say having less all blacks is actually an advantage because yeah, you, they, they play they play slightly less rugby, so I haven't counted it out yet. But I will say between the the Hurricanes and the Crusaders, whoever has less All Blacks will top the conference. That's probably the right call. Um, yeah, Crusaders, as we as as Ben said, 
winning's a habit, and the Crusaders are the most winning side when it comes to the Super Rugby. So, yeah, I also inclined to put them as the more conservative first top of the con- top of their conference. Oh, and there, and there you have it. The uh, that's four teams down. We have three teams uh, to redo again, which we'll try we'll try get to uh, tomorrow, which will be the Blues, Brumbies, and Blues, Brumbies, and Bulls. Yeah, sorry, I need to forget. I need to forget the Evil Empire um, across the way. Just just a quick uh, look at some of the news that I've spotted. Uh, Nazim Carr is leaving Wasps after a very successful loan spell. He's going back to the Stormers. And from what I understand, okay. he, he had an excellent stint in, in the Premiership. So um, maybe he'll be one to watch again uh, at Super Rugby level. David Pocock, he's to miss the start of the Super Rugby season. Uh, he he's underwent, carrying an injury. Yeah, he underwent surgery for, um, and I quote, a knee complaint. He is going to miss... I'm just trying to see how much he's going to miss. Blah, blah, blah. I don't have time to read this. He's going to miss the start of the season. So definitely a few games. <laughs> Maybe more. Um, even bigger news for the Stormers fans. Again, Evan Etzebeth, he's going to miss the uh, majority of the season up till May because uh, of an injury. So which is very interesting from a super fantasy point of view, Super Rugby Fantasy point of view. Yeah, Pocock and Itzabeth are both uh, hot property, so it'll be... Yeah, the early picks that you're going to have to pick benches for. Yeah, no, well, you don't know. Uh, last, pick... last time I tried to do that, I tried to hold some players that were injured and it, never, it didn't really no, work no, no, out. So I've learned that holding injured players is a, is a terrible idea, but you can pick um, some unheralded, like, shickling, um, but sale, some those sort of oaks, uh, onto your bench. Uh, John Van Mullen, he's going to be leaving Toulon at the end of the season, but it seems like before he gets back to the Stormers, he's going to Japan. Though I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little bit. It's a, it's it's a little bit confusing. Are the cheaters playing? I'm 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 gonna put it out there and say I'm actually I'm sick of Dan Vermeulen. He must he must go. Yeah, but Rusty isn't. When Rusty takes over as coach, of which we have heard nothing about for the Springboks. We, yeah. we continue to hear. Nothing. Day 21. Uh, Day 21 of 2018. Yeah, it's, We've all been at work for at least two weeks now. Yeah, ever since the big uh, uh, the big uh, Saru slash ANC conference, we're both waiting for the head honchos uh, to be somebody dismissed and uh, sent on their way. And the Cheetahs, they hammered the Kings again, 45-24, in their Pro 14 clash at uh, in Bloemfontein uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Can, can the Cheetahs still make the playoffs? Oh, yeah, totes. I think they can, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think they, yeah, they, they, they're on for that, yeah. yeah. No, sorry, because they lost to those Italian guys the other day, and then I, I didn't know if that disrupted the... Well, they, they can, the, well they're, they're currently third in their conference. Oh, man, yeah, they are looking in good shape. They are just three points behind Munster. Uh, Glasgow Warriors are top of the group. Um, and then the other group is Ulster Lens, uh, Scarlets. What the hell is Why is two Scarlets? That's very confusing. Either way, that they very much shoot in for a quarterfinal place. So I think they've been a very good addition to the competition. Kings, no, are like... thirteen to zero. That's a, that's a pity. That's... Quality side. That, yeah, they'll get better. They'll get better. They'll get better. Yeah. Let's look. What we've, what we, everything we said about the Reds just sort of roll back three, four months, and we could have had that exact same conversation about the Kings at the start of Pro 14. No, that's true. Um, yeah, but. The, the Kings, they, they just, they can't retain, they can't retain talent. Like, every year, it's like a new squad. No, but that's more admin, because every year they've been, they've faced a new, new and fresh liquidation application. 
So yeah, someone's had to always come down. So, but yeah, hopefully now, look, this is what I've been sort of championing that Davids is going to stay behind now and all that. That hopefully admin wise now they'll get the act together and going into next year's Pro 14 they'll actually have largely this this squad still and then maybe buy one or two sort of star players to sort of plug some gaps. Hmm. It would be, I would be interesting to interested to see what the if they get paid more now. Because cause they they must get a the the players if they get paid more because presumably they get some sort of revenue sharing with the TV rights blah 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 yeah which is which is in pounds I would guess yeah uh, I'm actually not sure which, actually, no they should actually dig yeah I know there's, there was an increase in TV rights because of the South Africans joining uh, the competition yeah. but I'm not quite sure how the distribution uh, because so say say Sonny playing for the playing for the Kings or the Cheetahs becomes a lot more more profitable it becomes the equivalent of playing in europe without actually having you know well, you can still stay, you can still stay on the farm but yeah, you can yeah. get your money then suddenly it'll become a it'll be an interesting sort of yeah but then you've also got to spend how many months in the year living in pe yeah obviously or bloom so you don't yeah. really much <laughs> Um, all right, I think on that bombshell. Oh, wait, one what? more piece of news. What? Yeah. Uh, Stormers' first warm-up or first warm-up uh, game yes. was yesterday yeah, they against the Eagles. SWD Eagles. And to say they hammered them is a bit of an understatement, Adam. Y- yeah. It was 77-0. 11 converted tries ran past them. But so they didn't... So at the beginning, they didn't even have a penalty and like politely go for balls or whatever. No, no, no. It was all just Ike's. We're going to score tries. You're on my favorite, Adam. He even managed to get a try over the line. Uh, who, DDA? Uh, yeah. DDA. Yeah, and then yeah. Rule, Solomon, Murray, Whitehead, Visa, Augustus, Yankees. Yeah, there's some... I'm actually looking forward to Alex Alex breaking down the new Stormers yeah. squad because, I mean, looking at as we played yesterday, there are some fresh names. I can put it like that. <laughs> Well, yeah, we, we're not quite sure when Alex will be joining us again. I think probably next week. Uh, I don't think he'll be with us on our next episode and recover the teams that uh, we've already done. Thanks, Matt, for that. Uh, You're welcome. You're pleasure. Welcome. Uh, gentlemen, I I'm think... Just, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to call in tomorrow. I'm just going to play my audio at you guys. That, that's fine. <laughs> we'll just, we'll, really you just have to fit in. <sighs> well, we, we'll be practiced having already done it once before this is what I would say do you, should one of us just pretend to be Alex just like put on a voice uh, just do you I think, know I think that could get want quite to, tiring though and confusing if you want to Ben you can do him you know him best yeah that's true yeah but I don't I'm not an impressionist I'm a oh uh, no well, well you can try channel channel him um for for, for our next episode I'll, I'll Dr. Cat try, Dr. I'll Cat think like him, I'll, I'll try and get a stray cat or something to stroke yeah, yeah. just get him the mindset <laughs> Alright, now, now finally I'm going to wrap up Matt before you interrupt me rudely uh, again, again. We, we've been going for, for quite some time, that's going to wrap it up for episode 10 of Elite Banter uh, we'll be back very soon I assure you to, to redo the teams that Matt screwed up last time and uh, until then we'll check you next time, uh, thank you Matt uh, for joining us uh, always a pleasure to be around you yes and uh, thank you Ben uh, always, always enjoy your hot takes um coming thick and fast every week. Yeah, you know how it is. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. That was good. All right, like yeah. it. Like it. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, guys. See you next week.